Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2018 Week 23 Part 1, Hereditary. Because this episode, I'm talking about Raw, episode 1306, and a film I got to see a few days early, Hereditary, directed by Ari, Ari Aster, um, and written by him. And it stars Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolf, and a bunch of of other folks uh also featured the feature film debut of millie shapiro who uh is prominent in the trailer or at least the trailer that i saw all the time so i've been excited to see this film because it looks it looks super freaky and um but i was excited for it despite the fact that i hate the trailer because I was calling it the banana sounds, but I realized watching the actual film that it's not just the okay. Michael Ian ba- Black, uh, Michael Ian Black uh, does this bit about um, airplane travel, and uh, he goes into making banana sounds, which is the sounds that your mouth involuntarily makes when you're eating banana, and it's basically like like that sound, but. Uh, so I was thinking that it's that sound, but she's uh, the character that Millie plays, Charlie. Um, it's it's a tongue pop, more like like that, except not quite as. I guess that's pretty close to what it is. Anyhow, I don't like that sound, and um, it's very prominent in the trailer. Uh, it is a pretty important thing. Uh, in, in the film but it's not uh music based on it like in the trailer anyhow i've been looking forward to it uh there's a, a special early screening with a live stream with the director and two of the actors alex and millie and uh that was pretty cool to watch after having seen the film but um i don't want to give anything away about what happens in the film if you're interested from the trailer go check it out uh, it delivers definitely um what you may expect ex- may expect um i there was a couple of things i did want to talk about these aren't really spoilers i don't think um the first is that uh there's this one exterior shot it takes place mostly in this family's house and um, there's an exterior shot in, in nighttime and to transition to, di- to daytime, it was just, there's just a straight cut practically. Um, it may have been like a couple of frames, like a kind of like a, a fade, very quick fade, something like that. Um, but it lined up with the music as well. I thought it was really cool. It went from day or it went from night to day the next day. And I really, really liked that cut. Uh, you don't see that that type of transition is usually going to be uh, now now the probably overdone um, like a, like a time lapse with the stars going across the sky and all that kind of thing. This is refreshing to me. That was just that quick transition there. And it's the only time that that happens, or at least the only time that it, I I noticed it um i don't think it happens any exterior shots like that 
but um, it, I, I liked it. I liked that a lot. There was something else I wanted to talk about that I really liked about the film, but I can't remember it now, and it might come back to me later. But um, yeah, go check it out. Uh, it's it's wild stuff. It's wild stuff. I was worried it was going to give me nightmares. Um, this was after I had seen it. I was worried, like, it's getting close to, to bedtime. Um, I did see this in the evening, and I went to bed pretty soon after I got home from seeing it, and I was concerned. There's some images in there that are not pleasant and could very well crop up in my dreams, but luckily... As far as I know, that did not happen. Instead, I had a weird dream about... I know people describing their dreams as like the most boring thing, but I I had visited Japan for some reason, and then I lost my wallet and and my phone. So uh, it was uh, was pretty stressful. Completely unrelated to anything that happens in Hereditary. But go check it out. It opens up this weekend, and uh, if you like horror, most likely you're gonna gonna have a, a great time. Um, not necessarily a great time. Um, there, there's so many awful things that happen in the film, but it's uh, it's a it's a ride. It's a ride for sure. All right, let's talk about Raw. This might might be the last or one of the last times that I I didn't even actually watch it live. Um, just with, uh, you know what? I'm not even getting into that. It may or may not be the last time I watch it on sling. Um, just because I can watch it on Hulu. Don't really miss out a whole lot. And, um, it's a lot cheaper anyway. And I'm, I'm subscribed to Hulu anyway. So, you know, um, all right. So, uh, we open up with Elias, which is fantastic. Any, any amount of Elias, I welcome and open the show instead of the typical Roman Reigns stuff. I, I approved of that. Although Roman did eventually get involved in this segment. Um, so uh, Elias, he talks about uh, how he's going to become the next Intercontinental Champion at Money in the Bank. As it was announced over the weekend that uh, Seth Rollins will be defending his championship against Elias at Money in the Bank. Uh, so that could be pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, see, there, there might be other people involved with that. I don't know um, what kind of interference could be run because Jinder Mahal, who interfered with uh, this business when uh, Seth comes out and uh, attacks Elias, they, they hit... Uh, uh, okay, Seth grabs a chair and Elias has his guitar and they hit the chair and guitar together the guitar just goes flying. The chair goes flying, too. Uh, then Jinder attacks, and then Roman comes out to the rescue. And we're going to have Roman versus Jinder at Money in the Bank also. So uh, I don't think they'll get in- involved in each other's matches, but uh, you never know. If one happens earlier, then the other the other is going to happen also, um, as far as interference goes. Um if Elias doesn't get involved, then, you know, Sunil is definitely going to get involved with Jinder's uh, uh, match. Now, there's no championship on the line, so it's just kind of like a bragging rights sort of thing to establish who's the big dog. 
who's the bigger dog, who's the bigger Maharaja. Um, whoever wins this, I guess, might go on to fight the Universal Champion at SummerSlam and uh, presumably be cashed in on during that match to get that Universal Championship off of Brock Lesnar. But who who knows? They'll just completely repeat Seth doing that a couple of years ago in the same exact match. Anyhow, uh, El- Elias won this match uh, after uh, he DDT'd Seth to a chair, into a chair, a chair that was brought into play by Seth, I think. Um, and they hit the drift away and pinned him. Up next, I saw a post about this earlier in the day. It got me very excited. Kurt Hawkins hyping up uh, that he's 199-0. and 0. So tonight, if he wins, everybody in the arena gets a free taco. And that's pretty exciting. He, he faces a local fella named James Harden. And um, it looked like a foregone conclusion that Kurt Hawkins would uh, take him to the bank. What what am I saying? What am I trying to say? That he's going to win and break the, the streak, finally. Um, um, who, who said this? I should write who says this because uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Either Corey or Michael said, are we included in the taco recipients? Oh, yeah, it's Corey. That's right. And uh, Michael says, I hope so. That was a great moment. Um, This whole match was a a shining beacon for the night. And actually, the person who came into play next was one of the best things about this whole episode. Baron Corbin interrupts the match when Kurt Hawkins is about to win. And he attacks Harden, which gains uh, a disqualification for Kurt Hawkins. So uh, technically... James Harden wins the match and the, the streak increases to 200 and O and uh, Baron hits. Uh, he, there's a table set up with all the tacos, which uh, looked delicious, but uh, Corbin looks like he's about to prepare, prepare to talk, a taco, a taco to enjoy him himself. And I thought maybe he just wants all of those tacos. That's why he came out here. Uh, but he hits Kurt Hawkins over the head with that that single taco, and then uh, dumps out the the entire taco table, the entire taco table on top of Kurt Hawkins. It's a little bit tough to say. So nobody gets free tacos unless you go by the three second rule, um, which nobody on commentary rushed over there to grab one. Um, but uh, it's what, what's going on? What's Baron doing here? What's his end game? As it turns out, Baron Corbin has been uh, promoted to be the constable of Monday Night Raw, which is a strange position to create as far. That's not like a management com- uh, position. That's like a, a municipal law enforcement commission. But anyway, um, he, he's, he's reported, he's the eyes and ears for Stephanie McMahon. Now, some might say this is really weird and they are correct, but I welcome this wholeheartedly because I am, I am enjoying this Baron Corbin, Constable Baron Corbin 
character way way more than uh than evil stephanie mcmahon that character and if if it means that we don't have to endure that that we're getting uh this this very entertaining um alternative i hope this goes on for as long as possible um so yeah his his job is to uh keep kurt in line things start going wacky he's gotta drop the hammer and say no fix this or uh i'm tattling basically he's basically a narc there you go when all kurt angle is trying to do is have a bit of fun i suppose (laughs) or something um i don't don't know what the taco thing was had anything to do with with kurt angle though he had to approve it i suppose it's a whole thing uh you have to get catering involved um general madrig's got to approve that that sort of thing especially if the whole arena was gonna get those tacos that table of tacos was nowhere near enough for the whole arena um so it's probably good that they didn't prepare that many Okay, up next we had a strange match. Uh, Natalia versus Nia Jax with Ronda on commentary where Ronda made a very weird joke twice before and after commercial break. We won't talk about that. Nia Jax won with a Samoan drop after Natalia, um, after uh, jumping over Nia while running the ropes. I think that's what she was doing. Uh, she tweaked her knee. Her knee is all messed up. And uh, Nia won. But uh, Nia was concerned that Natalia hurt her knee. Rhonda comes over and they, it's like, hey, what are you doing? How dare you be concerned? Get out of here. You were just mean to us. Go away. And this is continued later on backstage. Uh, Nia tries to apologize, but uh, Rhonda says, get out of here. Just leave. And then Natalia no, says, no, I'm, I'm getting out of here because uh, this is annoying, I guess. Um, it's, it, it's kind of like, oh, what was it? There was another similar thing that happened a while ago. Maybe it was Kevin. Kevin was just getting annoyed with everybody. Um, oh, with, with Jericho. Kind of reminds me of with Jericho. Except with, uh, Natalia in Kevin's place. It's like, these, these guys are all making a fuss about me. But I, they're just getting in each other's way or something. I don't know. Uh, up next, we had an interview with Bobby Roode. He's ecstatic for, ecstatic for money in the bank. And uh, he does his glorious thing. And he's like waiting for Renee to say something or to be impressed. Or I, I don't know. And the camera pans back over to her. And she's like, uh, so anyway, what about tonight? It made me laugh so much. Um, and then later on, Renee, um, wh- who was she talking to? Oh, she interviewed, uh, uh, Matt and Bray before the tag team battle Royal. And <laughs> they, they asked her, are you woken? And she says, I, yeah, yep. Like just playing along with it. Um, not wanting to, to cause any trouble or get them upset. And then, uh, they took that as a very positive answer. And uh, started a whole applause for her. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Renee. Oh, yeah, Renee, Baron Corbin, and later on the B team are the absolute best things about this episode. If those three things weren't in this episode, it would have been completely unwatchable. 
Well, except for the very very end was was kind of good. Um. Anyway, uh, Strowman versus Bobby Roode. Braun Strowman versus Roode. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Roode. Uh, Strowman wins quite predictably. This is after Roode attempted to to bait Strowman into running into a ladder that he puts uh, between the barricade and the the ring, and uh, Strowman he's he's uh he's he's not dumb. He stops right before running into it, and uh, he just snaps the ladder in half, and this uh, floors literally floors Bobby Roode. Who's not expecting that? Um, so uh, after that failed gambit, Rude was hit with a running power slam and pinned. Uh, Kevin in a backstage interview says Finn is an is just an Irish myth, um, and this brings me to something I haven't mentioned before: that there is a current um, uh, mini series. The Brave and the Bold, a comic book series um, starring Batman and Wonder Woman. And uh, it's all about Irish mythology, which is awesome. Uh, there's an appearance so far, and I think in the uh, final issue, uh, I guess it's kind of spoilers, but uh, Balor, the Demon King, and then also Finn McCool is earlier on in the issues. Uh, both namesakes of... Um, or rather, Finn Balor being namesakes of them both. Um, so that is, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You see, there's a couple of illustrations. There there hasn't been a detailed one yet because it's all been kind of like storybook-type re- recollections of um, Balor, especially. But um, it's going to be pretty cool, I think, in the final issue if we do get to see the actual Demon King. Um Go ahead ahead with Batman and, and Wonder Woman. It's pretty cool. Um, okay, we have the tag team Battle Royale or Battle Royal. It's 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 normally Royal, but uh, Matt Hardy calls it Royale. Anyway, we had seven tag teams in this match. Uh, my pick, although I should have just thought about it. Of course, it's going to be who actually won. But my, uh, it wasn't clear whether Dolph and um, Drew McIntyre would be in this because they weren't involved in that B-team barbecue last week. But um, Dolph and Drew, the, the powerhouses, or at least one powerhouse and a, a guy with puffy hair, um, uh, they were eliminated first when Dolph, who's the uh, king of close calls in battle royals, I'd say it that way so it rhymes, um, was eliminated after like seven close calls just hanging off just barely barely getting back into the ring um they don't leave immediately they they kind of lay into a bunch of people um i didn't even write down who eliminated him and then next titus and uh his partner but titus was the only eliminated um during the commercial break so in in this battle royal and it isn't necessarily the same way every time, but for the most part uh, in the tag team battle royals, if your partner is eliminated, then uh, you're eliminated also. Although in the uh, match, I think in the the battle royal on SmackDown, when uh, Zack Ryder got injured uh, like last year, um, the 
the rules were were different that uh both members had to be eliminated i think i think because zach was like kind of the last man standing there um if i remember correctly but uh, i could be wrong anyway uh victor was then eliminated followed by fandango and then uh at this point we were left with beauty and the man beast rhino and heath slater uh the b team bo dallas and curtis axel and the revival dash wilder and scott dawson uh i, I thought out of these three man it would be great if the revival pulled this one out and uh actually got to do some stuff but they were the next ones eliminated when dash was eliminated by rhino and then uh some some close calls happened rhino ended up uh on the outside on the apron and uh heath was rallying he was he was making a comeback to save his partner but as he picked up i think it was curtis hawkins kurt not curtis hawkins curtis axel um he like stumbled backwards and knocked rhino out of the ring so the b team won they're going to face the deleters of worlds uh bray wyatt and matt hardy at money in the bank for the raw tag team championship um and uh you know what i didn't even think about this until right now authors of pain nowhere to be seen not even mentioned would have thought that uh if you're keeping them out of the picture then uh just keep drew and Dolph away from this match as well but i don't know i guess we'll see uh Oscar's pain will do some stuff i guess it's better to have sanity's situation that they haven't even made an appearance yet to be forgotten about whereas authors of pain is like a big deal uh, the day after wrestlemania they're here they dismiss paul elring um and it's gonna be uh devastating forever it crosses their paths um especially because there was the the relinquishing of the titles um with braun and that little kid nicholas so i guess we'll see what happens after money in the bank that's probably what they're saving them for as well as sanity um it's discussion has been made online about that anyhow uh up next we had uh bobby lashley and sammy Zayn segments uh talking about instagram whatever uh not great but not nearly as bad as the as lashley's sisters um roman backstage he wants to hunt down gender and so he does and they brawl and then we're on to the six woman tag team match the very strange team alexa bliss ember moon and sasha banks face the riot squad course ruby riots uh live morgan and sarah logan uh early on in the match alexa's leg gets hurt and she runs away while well, she limps away she leaves the match and uh later later on bailey comes in when things are looking grim for sasha sasha tags her in and she hits the bailey to belly suplex on logan and wins the match backstage baron's like what is this are you gonna really let that happen to kurt and i uh, demands that he goes out there or goes and finds them tell, tells them it doesn't it doesn't count uh and so a hug hugging it out between sasha and bailey uh, which is urged on by ember moon gets interrupted by kurt who says uh nope you lost because you're disqualified because bailey wasn't in the match and then uh we see with very low audio 
Baron and Bonishing uh, John Cone, the referee from that match, who, I mean, he was the one who allowed it to happen. He he made the legal call that she was tagged in and counted the three. So uh, it's really all his fault, not theirs. They should be mad at, at uh, Mr. Cone. Plus, he uh, officiated a match where that little kid won a championship. So what is this guy doing? It was his kid. But anyway, um, that makes it even worse, doesn't it? Um, up next, we have the big show with Team Texas, who will be competing in the Special Olympics in Seattle this year. Um, so that is a pretty cool um, uh, side sidebar uh, to go into our main event. Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. Um, Kevin was disqualified when he was beating down Finn in the in the corner. He didn't. He refused to stop. He continues the attack, um, and uh, he hesitates at the top of the ladder. He's about to go for that uh, big frog splash off the top, um, but uh, he's kind of losing his balance a little bit. He's like, "Okay, gotta go down one more step." Uh, not yet. Not quite. Goes down another step. Uh, this gives gives Finn enough time to recover, and uh, he he hits him with some moves. And ends up uh, hitting the coup de grace from the very top of the ladder on a Kevin. And he uh, goes up the ladder and grabs the briefcase. Um, so has he won the match? We'll find out next week when uh, Constable Corbin and Manager Angle uh, <laughs> butt heads about what is actually official in the WWE ring um, at any given time. Um, so, uh, overall, um, some parts of this, parts of this week's episode were tough to get through and I may have not paid the most attention to those parts. Um, but, uh, the saving graces of the match were seeing that coup de gras off the top of the ladder, probably the best wrestling moments of the night. Um, and then as I had mentioned before, the Baron Corbin stuff, it's a lot of fun. The B team back in business or still in business their undefeated streak continues um that was a lot of fun and then uh the renee young interview segments uh her delivery and reactions to the ridiculousness going on is a lot of fun to watch so hopefully see more of that tomorrow on smackdown we also have 205 live where i believe we'll see mustafa ali versus buddy murphy part three that's going to be fantastic uh i'm i'm guessing that's gonna be fantastic because parts one and two have been were fantastic as well um what else is happening on i i can't remember what else is officially happening on smackdown what's been announced but uh i think it's gonna be pretty good and also i am going to see uh, a few days early again hotel artemis i don't know a whole lot about this film it's it seems very similar to the uh the hotel it's it's it seems to me that they made a film that's basically centered around the hotel in the john wick films um not that it's officially related to those films or they might be i'm not sure actually you know what i'm gonna look that up real quick okay it has it has nothing to do with john wick it's just been uh described as being similar as far as the uh the action 
element of it. So in the near future, Jean Thomas, played by Jodie Foster, her first appearance on film since uh, um, Elysium five years ago. That's that's kind of cool. Um, is a nurse who runs a secret hospital for criminals in Los Angeles called Hotel Artemis. Um, yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. Um, we have awesome people in this. You have, uh, uh, oh my gosh, why can't I, I, uh, I form words when I'm reading off of a page. Sterling K. Brown, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Zachary Quinto, Charlie Day is in this, uh, Dave Bautista, tying back into wrestling business um and a whole bunch of other people i'm i'm super excited about it so i'm going to be talking about that more on the next episode week 23 part 2 smackdown hotel artemis stay tuned uh if you enjoyed this episode let me know what you thought about raw and uh, when you see Hereditary, what you thought about that? By tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to you today. I watched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash today I watched. Also, you can listen on Spotify. If you prefer that, just search for today I watched and click tap whatever you, whatever motion you use to uh, press that follow button and you'll get all the new episodes on there. Um, All right, that's it. Thanks for listening and I'll be back next time. Bye.